you see out there? Uh, it's like it's not real. Where are you? We're stuck. Now you're far away from us outside. All of us. Just stay down! Civilization ends. It ends fast. Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast with the best shows on TV. And I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And tonight we are wrapping up the Fear of the Walking Dead. Uh, this was episode 106, The Good Man. Uh, the director was uh, Stefan Schwartz. And our writer was, uh, believe it or not, just solo, Dave Erickson. Um, bro, what did you think? Uh, about the same what? as everything God, else. <laughs> I am starting to wonder if you need to have a uh, mic. God. All right, let's look. look. You're the Walking Dead fanboy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still objective, though. Look, I, I understand. I, I, before you finish what you're saying, I enjoyed the episode. I love the season. It's just something else to add to the Walking Dead fandom that I love and so on. But there were several little issues in the episode. And we'll go through all of those. It was nowhere near perfect. It was nowhere near where I would call epic or anything of that nature. But it was better than network TV. It was Walking Dead. It was zombies, walkers. And it did fill little gaps in about things I wanted to know about before The Walking Dead. Not much. But... It was entertaining. I enjoyed it. So kudos to AMC. Yeah, it's not like I hated it or anything like that. I didn't not enjoy it. It's kind of been the whole season. It's um, I guess I came into this series with a little different expectations um, because I do love The Walking Dead proper, right? Mm-hmm. And I expected this show to be quite a bit different, but it turns out it's basically the same. Yeah, and, I, and and that's the one thing I would say right off the bat, it is a letdown. Um, we had several feedbacks, and I listened to a few other pods and a few other instant retakes, and I hate to say it, that what have we learned different by this six episodes that we didn't already know or already have a good idea about from The Walking Dead? And there really isn't much, because now we're, I mean, if you look at where we are right now, it's kind of like right where Rick woke up. You know, you have a group, the world's gone to crap, they're going to survive, and they don't know where they're going next. You know what I mean? We didn't learn anything else about the virus, infection, you know, really key details about who was responsible for what and so on. It, it, there was just a lot left open for interpretation, and that was a downer for me. And and that was the unfortunate, because I think, that's what the majority of people who are watching this or who are walking defense was looking for that information, that, that, that nucleus of how it got or how it began and all those things like that, or at least something to it. And we didn't get much of any of that. No, everybody was just looking for what we don't get in the other walking dead or didn't get in the first season. You know, they jump really quickly into it in the walking dead proper with Rick's story and stuff like that. This story was supposed to be how it all fell apart. Right, exactly, and they kind of yada yad through quite a bit of stuff, and I just felt like 
there was no, you know, like you know, like a normal story arc where it's like introduction, climax, and it kind of tapers off to finish off. You know, mm-hmm. honestly though, where was the climax of this season? You know, it's almost backwards. Like it started with a bang, and then it was the lull in the middle, right? And then they saved their their kudos for the end, right? But I'd almost say it was just kind of plateaued. Yeah, I can go with that. I mean, yeah, but the funny thing is, is that some of the best episodes for me in this six ex- six episode start were some of the non excitable episodes. They were more about giving you good intrigue and you know flexing your curiosity and those kind of things to make that stuff. It's just that it just didn't have all the big payoffs. Like I guess we were hoping for, like I said, we just didn't learn a whole lot. We learned about these characters in their little story in, in LA, but we don't get anything. Um, you know, one of the other feedbacks we had from like Eric and Matt and a few other people, CL and CR, um, were that n- there was never a president conference. There was never a true news or media or any information other than what was viral on social media and a few other things. I mean, there was a one radio broadcast I think there was and like maybe one little quick news thing. But other than that, it was just so left open and... I just really wanted some daggum information. Give me something. I mean, we learned more from Dr. Jenner in the in uh, episode five, six of the first season of Walking Dead than we did these whole six episodes. Yeah, and I, like I say, I feel like a lot of the stuff was ended up kind of being pointless. Yeah. Like the military zoning off their neighborhood. Well, military leaves, they leave leave the gate open so walkers just come in there and kill all those helpless families but like what what ended up being on the point you know everything was kind of redundant and that that, like i said that was the biggest letdown for this entire as a season as a whole you know what i mean if you were to take this six episodes on its own merit take the walking dead out of the picture which is almost impossible and so on i enjoyed these six episodes i enjoyed this little season it was it was really good to me but the purpose of it, I felt like, should have given the true Walking Dead fan, all 18 and 20 million of them, more information to make the original show even that much better and for you to fall in love with a new one. And so that's the letdown. Yes, yes. The thing is, like, judging this season, I would say they wanted this to do nothing to do with the other Walking Dead. Right. Because they don't, like you say, they don't tell you much more. Matter of fact, they kind of beat you over the head with the stuff we already know. Yeah. About any way you die, you come back. Any way you die, you come back. You know, they just constantly tell you that type of stuff. Uh, you know, if you get head bit, trauma is the only way it's going to get them. Head right. trauma. You know, right. shoot them in the head. So, yeah, I feel like I'm beating this to death, but it's just I really enjoyed the season. Yeah. But did it meet my expectations? No. Well. Overall expectations, my expectation was is that I did not want something that took away from The Walking Dead and hurt the franchise overall. I don't think this did that. So my expectations, it met it. I enjoyed the show. It was six weeks extra of uh, storytelling that involves zombies and fear and different things like that. And so I enjoyed it. It met my expectations. Thank you, AMC. Yeah, but my expectations were... I didn't want Walking Dead West. I wanted to see something different because they've had Buku of seasons. 
and the other one to try something new. Right. And I feel like we got the same Walking Dead. Well, now we have Walking Dead West. Yeah. Or Walking Dead LA. I or, mean, there's... Or, or, or should we say Walking Dead Pacifica? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know? Pacific Northwest. Yeah. So, uh, um, you know... But let's get into the show. You know, I didn't, I really, like, there's a lot of things I really, really enjoyed. The show opened up with these great kind of blacked out scene of the city. And then as it moved along, you notice these are kind of like the same visuals from True Detective. The same, the highways and the clover leaves, you know. Because, you know, True Detective beat you to death with, you know, (laughs) roadway pictures. Um but it was blacked out, and then you started starting building with smokes and fire, and it was just there was a, ro- a lot of really cool, well done city shots through the entire episode. Really liked the opening, um, and then of course it moved into you know the them dealing with each other and the dealing with Andrew, and of course then moving on to Ophelia finding out about her dad being the bad guy, and a bunch of you know blah, 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 little drama things, and then it goes right back to the camp. And it talks about Lisa and the doctor there and working out evac details and then them helping people out. At that point, did you think the doctor was genuine, was really trying to help people and do different things, or was she a part of the bad nucleus or anything? What what are your thoughts on her? Because I've always had a curiosity about her. I think it's a little bit of a both. I think she really did want to help all the people under her care, but she was also not willing to wait or compromise that by trying to get Liza's family and friends. She was like, I'll give you Chris, maybe Travis, you know. But I don't think she wanted to risk, you know, anything happened to the transport or them missing it, waiting for them. Right. So I think in the long run, she would have left Liza. You yeah. Know, no. If it came to it. Yeah. I think she I think she felt like she was a warrior for the help. But Anybody was expendable, you know, including herself. And I think she even proved that point. Yeah. I I don't think she was totally bad. I don't think she was totally good. No. Um, you know, they go back to Travis and the entire family. They're packing everything up. They've made the decision. Cobalt's in effect. Um, they get into the vehicles and they leave. And, you know, there was never any plan or discussion of what they were actually going to do or how they were going to approach things. It was very haphazard. You know, the whole deal, like, we're going to take him with him. No, let's let him go. You know, it was kind of, eh. Um, but the one part, there was a detail in there I really, really enjoyed. You notice when the cars were leaving the compound, before they got to the gate, you know, they showed these scenes of people at a dinner table, you know, families at dinner table that are oblivious, un- unknowing. Yeah. And uh, it kind of gives you that little taste of guilt and stuff like that. You know, I, I enjoyed these little details. I thought it was something neat. You know, how would you feel if you knew to get out of Dodge, but you kind of kept it to yourself as you're leaving, you know? Yeah. And I think they did a good job with the guy walking his dog. You know, that was like the next door neighbor, you know, yeah. they didn't know. And, but you know, what are you going to tell them and what are they going to believe? That's you true. Know, I mean, you'd have to march out the, uh, soldier you've been filleting to you know have him explain it to everybody really no one else is probably going to believe you that's true i mean you yeah they could just look at you as a whack job you know because you know every time you know even what's her name was telling him you know do something why are y'all hiding like why don't you do something about they've taken our family and our friends and mm-hmm. people are scared and just hiding in their homes basically yeah 
Well, like you said, how about them getting that gate open and then just leaving it open? I'm just like, okay, Travis is going to pull up, hop out, and go uh, close this gate. No. Yeah. We leave this gate wide ass open. I was like, what a dick move. <laughs> I mean, God. Lee. Yeah. I still, like I'm still disappointed that, that basically that safe zone, nothing. Doug, nothing. Like all the people we came to know, Susan, her husband, that was taken away. No, no information. No gone. nothing. Just all I can assume is they're a part of the burn pile, uh, you know, out back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really? You, I mean, it's up for interpretation. Your imagination goes wild. Yeah. Um, now the next part, I really enjoyed. Best, according to uh, what's his name? <laughs> um, according to most feedback, most people, yeah, and David especially, who's like best line there ever is is that. Um, and there was two details of line here I really really enjoyed. The first one was is that you see Daniel walking up and he turns a flashlight on. And the soldiers was like, oh, is he infected? Well, if he was, he wouldn't use a tool, you know? Yeah. And so I, I was like, that's a great detail. That's an extra line. That's a, that's the extra little points that, boom, that's what makes me enjoy that part. And then, of course, you know, he's so nonchalant. And he's like, well, you better save your ammo, you know? Yeah. And then you look, and there's the herd, you know? Uh, I was like, heck yeah. You know, this was, this was really, really cool. But as soon as that is said... I was looking at another feedback, and they, um, who was it? Uh, yeah, CR goes, do you agree with the tactic of bringing 2,000 zombies, walkers, to the camp to save three people, knowing it's probably going to kill everybody else? Do you think that's an appropriate tactic? I think at this point, they feel the military is screwing them over and are bad people. I mean, they are leaving you in the middle of the night, no longer patrolling for you. They've locked you up for all this time. They're not telling anybody that they're bugging out. You know. Well, the other thing I thought about this, too, is that when I was talking to my wife, to those people's perception, the military have all the firepower, all the men. And this camp supposedly has several, you know, lots of soldiers, lots of firepower. They should be able to handle it. And, and like he said, when he got in the parking garages, that'll keep them distracted for a while. Yeah. You know, I don't think it ever came clear that, you know, they were going to overrun the fence and start taking them all out, you know. Um, so, I mean, from that point for me, yeah, I mean, your military should be able to handle that when you have that much automatic fire and power and so on. It didn't bother me, you know. I mean, you got, if, you're, if your objective is, like you said, if the military has been the bad guys, they are the ones that took your family away, you've been missing them. And you know they're just going to leave you high and dry. Yeah. Yeah, just honestly, I still, I know that was rough. I know that was, it looked like more than 2,000 walkers coming through. Yeah, it definitely looked like more than two. But not one of them guys threw a grenade. Nobody tried fire or anything. I would have just been like, okay, don't stand so far from the fence. You're just ricocheting off the chain link, you know. Well, here's another thing. That pissed me off. That was one of the biggest things here. And this was also, Eric commented on on Facebook, was said that, you know, the two guys up top, he said, save your ammo for. I mean, they're plucking people right and left just to these guys shoot. And then you got eight soldiers at the fence and you got a line of them all head height. Yeah. We're shooting the fence up and some weak CG special effects, by yeah. the way. Just ping, little yeah, ping. pings, little little sparks. Yeah. I mean, that galvanized fence would be like 
Swiss cheese and fell apart and stuff. I mean, give me a break. You know, I've shot rifles into a fence line and, you know, shooting targets like that. And that stuff's chewed up just like anything else behind it. I mean, it's really flimsy metal. There was not a single one. And then they were, there was not even a blood wound or even gunshot wounds on any of the zombies. I yeah, it's like they were I hitting nothing. I watched it nothing. two or three times, and I was like, nothing. You don't yeah. even see holes going in them. You know? no, it's like every single bullet was hitting the chain link. In exactly, yeah. and it was such a letdown right there. Gosh, that was a, I mean, it was such, I mean, you remember them days of Rick at the, at the prison, and they're stabbing people through the fence, and they're shooting like that. You didn't have those misses like that and those opportunities or, you know, and then the, ding, ding, ding. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. And so that right there was a major, uh, you know, just well, so frustrating. Not to mention the guys up top on the crane, all they can see is heads. So it's just like, just start yeah. mowing it down. I know it. This should have been just walkers dropping into piles right there oh yeah i mean give me a break now like remember world war z and they're shooting and it's just like waves falling 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 and eventually they start to fall through i mean it should have been that and some because these are shambling zombies it was these zombies let down wouldn't even be able to crawl over two or three bodies stacked high exactly it'd be stumbling and bumbling and everything else so just Let's just blast them. You're up top. You have the advantage. All you can see is heads. And then, let's think about this. When the fence does give, what do they do? A guy gets within a foot and gets his neck bitten into? I'm like... Yeah, he goes in with the riot shield all of a sudden. How about you get up there with the riot shield and just just shoot through the fence or stab through the fence? Anything. No. It just seemed very unlogical, not very well prepared, and let down for the episode. Yeah, I, as much as I love seeing the herd, I think the herd is super cool, and seeing armed soldiers firing at the herd was super cool. But like I said, it's another one of those things. It's one of those missed opportunities to make it plausible and fun. Could it could have been a bloodbath of Walker blood everywhere? You yeah. know, it, it could have been just epic. And it no, wasn't. instead it looked like a TV show with guys firing blanks. It looked like NBC had uh taken over the scene and you know but i mean there weren't even walkers falling that i can remember Mm-mm. no no or blood splatters or anything nothing so yeah a little just dis- a little disappointing yeah finally getting a herd and it's a kind of a letdown on the military side yeah i mean it really i mean oh that that really chapped me it really really yeah. did um okay while we're still talking about this the soldier with a bit neck stumbles over by the helicopter. <laughs> Zing! Takes the well, head clean off. I thought this was a cool thing because they set it up to look like one of his own buddies was going to shoot him in his head. Standing by the copter. It's yeah. like, he's infected. He's bit. I was waiting for him to raise a gun and mow him down. Instead, he just takes a run right at the, <laughs> the rear prop. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it was... Totally intentional. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like that was just a it's really like, super right, we fast have an opportunity suicide. for a really cool shot here. Yeah, and let's do it. Yeah, okay, that's kind of what I thought too. I mean, that guy didn't feel a thing. Yeah, it just it didn't look like the guy would make that mistake. I don't know. I don't. I just he I don't ran know. into it. Okay, he well, didn't stumble into it. He literally turned and ran into it. No, that was suicide. 
Okay. Definitely. All right. Uh, if you if you if you think so, I don't know. You call it suicide. I call it look like a stumbling idiot and, and bleh. You know. No, I think once he realized they weren't going to let him on the helicopter, he just f it and yeah. just ran into the blade. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Head trauma. The quick way. Headless trauma now. <laughs> just <laughs> disintegrate. Go. There you go. Uh huh. That's it. All right. So now they're in the hospital or the camp, whatever like that. And the next bonehead decision gets made for me is Chris, Alicia, stay here in the car while we go up there to get everybody. Agree or disagree? In a way, I kind of agree with it because the more people you're dragging along, the more chance of problems, I think. You know, I think there's strength in numbers, but I also think there's a good thing to have somebody downstairs car running ready to hop in and take off you know all right you've kind of swayed me a little bit i just i mean look how much of a problem it became when they were trying to get out just when there's like seven deep why ophelia go oh i don't think ophelia would have stayed okay you know i think chris had a reason maybe to stay because travis told him he needs him to you know, but Ophelia, no way she would have gone without seeing her mom. Okay. Know? All right. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. Um, now, there is a little part while they're at the camp, and it's where Nick and Strand are first starting talking, and I love the camera cinematography here. The whole scene was shot like the camera was right against the chain link fence and shooting through, you know, the little yeah. diamond shapes. I really enjoyed that. I was like, it was. There's a couple. There's been a couple of those throughout the whole season where they, there's little shots where they're shooting through things in perspective and to give you some stuff. And um, I don't know if you noticed that, but I did, and it was like it was really cool for me. No, it's a whole season. This season has just been shot better than the other show. And you think that's a con- uh, contribution from Dave Erickson? You know, that's just because he's the only thing I think is different than the original producers and it's all like that. Uh, probably just the directors and they probably have a, you know, a really good cinematographer on hand. That's like helping the, with the director and stuff and setting up shots because mainly that just the director, he decides what kind of shot he wants to get. Right. I got you. But whoever's doing it is doing a good job. Right. Um, now while they're in there trying to find everybody, you know, Nick and Strand, you know, they, the whole pickpocket key, they get they get out, they leave other people behind. Yeah, I, I get all that. Um, but then Alicia and Chris get found by three soldiers. Um, and, of course, they get bust out the glass and get out of the vehicle. You know, this whole time I'm thinking, hmm, Alicia's a good-looking little girl. You know, we got three dudes. Are they going to do a scene here where they want her and do something bad, or are they realistically wanting the keys to get out of Dodge? And I was actually happy that they didn't do the whole take the little girl and that kind of stuff. And Yeah, that would have been silly. Yeah, it just didn't fit, you know. But here's the other problem. How many cars were around this car? How many Humvees were around here? Why are these three soldiers after their SUV? I think these three soldiers were running from the fight. So, just deserting. They were just deserting because they see shit's breaking bad you know and it's like let's get out and because they, they look like it they were kind of just they look shady i mean they were holding their guns like maybe they had been kind of sweaty like they had just been a part of it but they were like hell with all these guys we're getting out of here kind of like everybody is 
everybody's just bugging out now mm-hmm. you know kind of every man for himself type of deal so yeah okay all right well i'll, I'll go with that but i uh, don't know why they bust the glass out just tap the gun on the window and be like yeah. hey get out exactly yeah it was very <laughs> aggressive it was like yeah, now you have you know? a no window to protect you from the outside yeah. now my favorite scene of the entire episode nick and strand trying to escape okay and then you know they go down there and they find that soldier that had got the watch and the cufflinks and all that uh, but then when they come back with that pistol and they're trapped you know that whole scenario where they're trying to get the door open and the strobe light and the flashing and yeah. the, the, this whole little sequence right here was epic to me. I really, really loved how they did visual. Heck, I was on the edge of the seat looking at it going, are we about to lose Nick? I mean, I was seriously contemplating that my, my boy Delane was not going to make it. And our even strand, you know, I was like, if they if, felt strand. Yeah, was, yeah. I was like, <laughs> you know, but you know what? It was, it was plausible. The scene pulled it off. Like I said, that red and white strobe and the scene flashing and the light flashing and right to the edge. I was impressed. I really, really enjoyed this part. Liza coming in. Of course, the stereotypical slide the car 27 times. And on number 28, the door opens. You know, but I didn't even care. It was just a great, great, you know, visual. Like I said, back to the kudos of the to the director, cinematography, whatever, who was in part of that. Really, really liked that. Really, that was cool. Yeah, that was that was a fun shot. It was really done well. I like Nick kind of saying bye to Madison and telling her to go and save herself, you know, and like kind of just giving up. But, you know, I'll, I'll give it a little bit with the coincidence of them showing up at the right time and stuff. But, you know, it was fun. A lot of tension, you know. Create a good drama for that show. Yeah, absolutely. So I was, I was really, really like that. I thought that was on the money, and um, again, I, I don't care much for the whole trading a watch for a sell key and all that stuff. I think that's yeah, kind of wonky. I, the whole that just doesn't even make sense to me. I mean, no, that was really because he was his ride too. Like he was supposed to get him out of there, which is why he took the keys out of his pocket and stuff. It's like. What what leverage did he have against him? Like, what does he think money is going to be worth now? Yeah, I don't I just, understand. There, there was a lot to be desired there. I don't, I don't know. It just, like I said, I couldn't come up with a plausible reason of why he would have a key or how he'd have one. Well, I mean, I know why he has the key because he, yeah, but I mean, traded it. But I don't understand how he didn't even acquire it. Why would the guy even give it to him? I mean, I just, I don't see it. The only thing I can think of is that that guy was going to literally go with Strand to his mansion and boat, and that was his plan, too. Uh, again, a stretch. It's just, yes, very stretch. Very, very stretch. I just, mm, um, yeah, no, it just, it, it was just, there was a lot about that. I think Strand and his dialogue and his character, all that stuff was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed all that. He's he's a super cool character, and I'm super excited. He's part of the group, and he's not dead, and yeah. all that. Um, but that whole how I have the key and the mystery about it and stuff like that, it didn't make sense to me. That was the bad bad part about it. Um, 
of course, the group gets attacked in the kitchen. Nick saves the day. Liza, you know, kind of gets attacked. And I knew the way they were showing that she was leaned up over that counter and the guy was on her. I was like, she's bit. I mean, I called it. I was looking at my wife right there and I was like, she's bit. Yeah. It was just no, I said, somebody is going to have this situation. They're going to have to deal with a bite or somebody before they leave this camp or at the end and boom. And I hate it. I called it because I really enjoyed Liza once this episode went through and it's sad to see that's what happened. But, but I called it last episode. I figured she'd be the one to go. Yeah. You, you, know. you absolutely Which did. Which is unfortunate. I think she's great and she's a good actress. So yeah. I hate to see it. But... um. You know, so then they go outside and it's daylight. Now, you know, that kind of made me feel like the old Walking Dead, you know, night to day so fast. Okay, was it daylight? Yeah, it was just breaking daylight, you know, because they were outside where the burn piles were. This is where they discovered the burn piles. Yeah, I know, but I thought there was some, like, I watched high it twice. stream lights I watched on. it twice and it was like, you know, morning sun up starting no, to happen. I saw the same thing. I was like, eh. Yeah, it was, it went from pitch black to we got morning sunlight quickly. Um, now, did you notice, I saw this on a couple threads and even one feedback talked about it, was that, you know, they showed this pile and you didn't quite know what it was immediately, but they kept, folk, hang, the camera kept hanging around uh, what looked to be a body ash that was had a foot amputated. Did you, did you see that? I saw like a bone cut in half and you could make the determination that yeah, maybe that was Griselda's, you know, you know. Leg. I, mean, I, was, I thought it was a butt. Yeah. I thought it was like literally a body like laid on their stomach over the top. Right. That was burned. I thought it was a butt and a couple of legs. <laughs> you know, the only thing about that pile that really bothered me is when you saw the doll head. You know, you know, like there was a, there was children in that pile. Uh, well, did I see a child? No, it was like there was a like a baby doll. You know, like a, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, there was a little doll, like a toy doll's head with a little bit of hair that was singed it was in the pile the rest of it was burned yeah. and i was kind of like mm, no that's not good and that was only one of the piles when they zoom out you uh, see the other yeah, pile no, yeah when you see the the uh, big doze not dozer but you know uh it's a dozer but it's a front end loader yeah well yeah that was that was wow Lots you guys of a lot of bodies to make yeah. those ash piles <laughs> serious i mean a lot yes and so that kind of gives you the idea of mm, maybe Susan's husband's in that pile and anybody else who came in contact's in that pile. He's in there with yeah. Doug. <laughs> with Doug. <Yeah. laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so back into plan his work, successful. They got who they came for. Of course, Liza let Daniel and Ophelia know that uh, Griselda didn't make it and this spot did not have much emotion. I would expect Daniel to be more angry, Ophelia to be angry. It was kind of like, oh, moving on. You know, it was very quick. It didn't have much to it. I felt like it was lacking. Um, I thought at least one of them would, you know, have something more to it, you know, or a blame game or something, you know. It just no, didn't have it. This is where the lacking is for me, mainly in this episode. Because my whole Liza death theory last episode, last podcast was Daniel's pissed at Liza and Madison's pissed at Liza. Because their people are gone because of Liza, right? Daniel shows up. No big fit with Liza. Madison comes in. It's like super helpful the whole time. You know, like, come on, Liza. Come on. You know, like, 
getting her away from the doctor and stuff like that. I'm just like, no conflict? Nothing? I I mean, zero. I just was surprised. and I called him Miss. Yeah, because as volatile as Madison and Daniel are, they just let it slide. Completely. I, I didn't get that. And then it leads right into the part where they're down there at the parking garage again. And guess who shows up? Old Andrew. You know, filleted arm himself. How's my man get there? I don't know. How is know. he conveniently in the parking garage waiting for him? How does he now have a firearm? How? I mean, how? 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 And let me ask how again. Did we even get to this spot? I was hoping that they were going to have a little small scene of of him hiding in the back of the truck. Like in the bed. Like Travis is like, I'll get you to your friends to bug out with. You know? Yeah. And I'll tell everybody else that you're gone. Lay low until we go and you can exit the truck. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I was waiting for. Give it some plausibility. But the fact that these guys, even if it was a 15-minute drive, that's a hell of a walk or a run. Yeah. I don't know how he got there. They didn't say anything about it. Um, how did he get in? Well, I mean, I could see I could get in, but he would be drawing in a lot of walkers with him. Yeah, I mean, this was poor. The only thing I'll say about it is I like what this episode did for Travis. And I like the fact that Travis, as soon as Andrew turned his gun on Ophelia, tackled him and then beat the brakes off of him. Oh, yeah. I mean, I like the beating, but why shoot Ophelia? <sighs> she didn't fillet your arm. No, but I think he think thinks more that damaging she to set him up. Well, it could be. You could look at it as is that that's more damaging to Daniel than shooting Daniel. True. Very true. That was the first thought that came to my mind. I was like, why did you shoot her? Went, well, if you watch your daughter die, that's more devastating than your own death. Yeah. I just don't see this guy risking everything to come for that little bit of vengeance. He's got a little arm flesh wound. No big deal. You'll heal. Yeah. I mean, I just say you're lucky you convinced one guy to let you go. Time to get out of Dodge. But no, he follows him all the way to an overran camp, which obviously he had to use that as part of the way to get in just to shoot somebody. Not to mention he had to drive past a horde of walkers. And you just said drive. Who knows he drive? Yeah, yeah I'm assuming he stole a car. I, that's the only way it's even possible. I just, yeah, I'm like, I mean, that just. I Once again, throw in a 10 second scene of him hopping in a car and heading out of Dodge. Yeah, or have him running, you know, the gate's left open, and he's running out, or a car comes later, or something. Yeah. You know, give I it something. I don't know. But, like I said, I like what it did for Travis. I like the fact that yeah, immediately the Travis... for him to become the guy he needed to become. Travis realized that him being the nice guy caused this horrible thing to happen. Right. You know, and, but then we know now that Travis has a bit of a dark, the dark side. Yeah. The potential is there. Yeah. The potential and is there. I look forward to that. Yeah. Now, this next part, where they're looking at the city, and it's pure daylight, beautiful outside, and the buildings are on fire, smoking. Didn't it look like large spots of it were firebombed? Yeah. I mean, it did. Like big it really black did. charred areas. Yeah. Like, you know, like strafing missions had come through and yeah. took stuff out, you know. Dude, 
I, I thought this was awesome. This was a well-spent money on the special effects of L.A. and different things. I really, really liked it. Oh, the, thing the only it, thing about it is well, there was no cars anywhere. Yeah, where and are the cars? We, there was only the occasional zombie, you know, in one little strip of area. You know what I mean? I don't get me wrong. That was later. They get onto the you know the little river, sewerway, whatever it was, and yeah, you see a ton of cars backed up, but you don't see anything around them or nothing. You know, it just as much as I enjoyed all this and these big aerial shots like that. Where are the little details? Well, where are the cars? There's just goo-coos of people in L.A. No, just millions. They didn't get out because if you remember correctly. During the epidemic and the crisis, and we learned from Walking Dead, is people flock to big cities thinking that was going to help them. So that city should be overrun with cars and people and everything. It should be absolute gridlock. Yeah. And where you would need a horse to get through town. Just <laughs> just like the original. Come these on. were wide open highway they were riding on. There wasn't even like a car broken down the side of the road. They passed a helicopter crashed into the la river you know <laughs> yeah, well, they made it they made it look like everybody was trying to get out of town nobody was ever in town yeah well i can that's okay that's plausible that it's most plausible. Pe- that most people wanted to get out of town but there's also going to be a lot of people that want to get their families it's like well my daughter and her husband live here in downtown i'm gonna go get them you know yeah. that's probably Alone, there's probably 150,000 people that were heading into the city yeah, just to get I'm family. I'm going to get my daughter from, you know, the uh, UCLA or, you know, or Southern Cal or whatever. You know, any major college in the area. Because, you know, how LA's got, what, 10 of them probably. I mean, come on. There's going to be those situations. Yeah, there's... It should have been so clear. Yeah, that was, you know, unfortunate. But I still enjoyed the visuals, the building, the way all the cool, the fire, all that stuff was cool. And then we arrive at the house, the mansion, whatever, the generator power deal. Looks like it's off in Malibu, right off the edge of the water. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Um, side note, this house was used in a lot of um, HBO show, The Entourage, believe it or not. Kind of okay. a little tidbit of information on that. Um but house was gorgeous. The view was gorgeous. I was jealous. Um, here, here's one of my things about this whole little end here, because um, you know it, they have this little dialogue. You strands like you know, eat what you want, take what you want, but we're not staying. You know, he's like, you know, and then Nick's like, well, you know, we're here to meet Abigail. Where was Abigail? Who's Abigail? Da, da, da. You know, and then we get this whole, him pull these giant binocular or sightseeing things, whatever you want to call them. And you see this picture of Abigail, by the way, which was a real low quality CG shot. I don't know if you noticed the Not boat. Not too well. It was kind of. Ocean didn't appear to be moving very much. And- no, yeah. It was, <laughs> I was like, I kind of slow mo I was like, the boat's not real. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I am. Um, and then, you know, you have the whole Liza gives Chris the big hug and I love you. And the whole time I'm like, yeah, she's bit. And then she's the way she's talking to Daniel about the whole gunshot one. And back to the gunshot one, we never addressed her getting shot. The, once she got shot, it was like the next scene they were in the truck escaping. And they were just in the back like chilling. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was kind of like, my wife's like, they just killed that girl and they're not even going to show him mourn. And I was like, yeah, I guess that's her body in the back of the truck, you know? No. No. They get back to the house and she's, you know, she's got a chicken wing wound, you know, in the shoulder. And I was kind of, yeah, there's a little, little missing that detail. Once again, volatile Daniel, who would have lost his shit, you know, at any other time. Yeah. You know, just rides with it, you know. <sighs> Thanks, Liza, for all her help and, you know, helping him what to do on the wound and stuff. I'm just like. Yeah, I mean, if he, she takes a shot in the, in the shoulder and they deem she's going to be okay and get in her truck, I think he goes over there and takes care of Andrew. Andrew does not leave the parking lot alive. Or he jerks the wheel and smashes them on the yeah, way out. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So Liza walks down there. Madison follows. I can't do this. I'm just having second thoughts. Take care of my boy. It'll break Travis. We've heard the spiel. You know, uh, Madison takes the gun, but Travis shows up. They go through the whole deal, and then all of a sudden, bang, you know, and it alerts everybody. Okay, how much cooler would this scene have been if Travis didn't quite make it there, and from a distance he sees Madison, out of context, not understanding yet, just blow her away? Yeah, like, it would be awesome to see, like, Liza get on her knees and just kind of be like, do it, don't don't let him know, no nothing. And he comes around the corner, and just as his head comes over the rock, he sees Madison blow her brains out. You know, you don't have to see Liza take a facial, you know, shot. But you could just see, you know, from the distance, the gun go off and she fall, you know, and that whole what just happened. And then her trying to explain herself when she's bit. And then, you know, in his mind, well, meds can still do things and she could have been saved. And, and Madison's like, no, she told me there was no coming back. I don't know if I believe you. You just greased her. Yeah, you know? exactly. That would have been cool. Could have caused some serious drama and some strife. Yeah. Because, we, like I said, Madison should be a lot more angry with Liza. You know, I realize she got her son back, but Liza's the reason her son was there in the first place. Yeah. So, if, if and they already had their little spat with her and Travis. So, if Travis were to come down the hill and just from a distance see Madison greaser. Out of context, not realizing what happened. No disposition from uh, disposition. That's not that's not the word I'm looking for. Exposition <laughs> yeah. from uh, Liza telling him, "No, the bite will kill me. I'll come back. All that crap." And yeah, Travis was just freaked out. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think it could have been better. Yeah, I'm, I think there was an opportunity there to really do something. Now, don't get me wrong. I do like how the show ended. I did like that, you know, Travis had to do it. You know, he's come to that dark side, and we don't know what he's done. Because I think the episode was really trying to show Travis having to become when he needed to, because three or four episodes before that, he's turned into a pansy, you know. And so he's kind of stepped up, and now him and Madison are going to be a strong unit for what has to happen and know what the you know, ins and outs are. And so I didn't I, I didn't mind. I, I enjoyed the ending. I thought it was a, you know, I hate to lose Liza, but – it was a, uh, it was a good death to end on the season. Yeah, no, I think it was well done. The way they did it was fine. Cool I just scene, thought, everything. I just thought it was a little bit missed opportunity that could have made something. Yeah, we could have definitely tweaked that a little bit. Um, but the way they did it, the way he's sitting on the beach and the water's washing up on him, all that type of stuff, 
totally fine with me. Cool. Really cool. Yeah. The anguish, the, you know, the whole nine yards. And then, of course, Chris and the whole – how about the gunshot to the forehead? You know, most of the time they usually shoot him in the side or, you know, you don't you, you don't get the whole hole right over the nah. eye. You know? Nah. <laughs> you don't usually stare at the barrel when you get taken. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want you to miss. and. <laughs> I gotta take two to get this over with. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, last scene, you see the boat. Why in the hell is the boat parked so far away from the side? I don't know. I'm sure there's some reason. Okay, so the, you know it pans across, gets this huge aerial shot, and you see the pan. What was in the water? Did you see that red stuff going in? Seaweed. Okay, it's just seaweed. Yeah. Okay, because you know, I just had this. My mind was going everywhere. Like, is this blood, guts? Is this remnants of something else? Is there something more to it? Is this supposed to open the door for something? Now, why do you think they panned over the ocean like that? Just kind of give you an idea that the the ocean is so broad, and what's to come, no one knows. You know, a little bit of foreshadowing or innuendo, whatever you want to call it. Is season two going to be on a boat? I'm on a boat. You know, I'm not just kidding. I'm not going to say Jesus. Please. Please, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think the boat, that's why I call it, you know, uh, we have the Walking Dead Pacific, you know. Um, okay, but we talked about very, very you know, few walkers in this season. If they're on a boat next season, we're talking zero walkers. Yeah, but, you know, if you if you watch the talking yet afterwards, he talks about you know that you're not going to be the only person who has the idea of getting on a boat to get away from pr- troubles, and everybody's going to need something. So it's like you know we're going to face the governor on water, you know something I don't know. It's just we're going pirates. Yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> um, prepare to board. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't see people slamming their yachts into each mm. other. Yeah, I'm I'm struggling with this. Uh, I think it's a cool concept, but not for 15 episodes of next season. I, I think don't it's think it'd be, be short and sweet. I don't think it'd be a bad idea. It'd be kind of cool to see them try to go to an island to see if it was affected. Like mm-hmm. take the boat to an island that's completely, you know, waterlocked. You know, just shouldn't be a massive outbreak on an island. No, no, but. It Anybody it's dies, down to resources and but you still got yeah you got still got to get supplies, fuel, resources, everything. Yeah, there's and I think the the mystery of Strand is going to be a big integral part of how the next season rolls and where it goes and what direction. He packed a small heart picture frame. They don't show who's in it. I'm happy and you it mentioned. Makes that. you think that's Abigail. Here's the here's the three questions I have for you: Is why were the cufflings so important? What was so important about the picture he was looking at? And is this his house or boat? I mean, there was some... They left a lot. He knew too much about how to get in the house and stuff. I think it was his house. It's his clothes he's packing, all that type of stuff. Okay. I think this is it. I think maybe they're gifts from his wife or ex-wife or something. My thoughts are is is that... you Remember he said you're going to embrace the madness... We're going to stay mobile. We're going westward. You know, that picture might be somewhere 
yeah, we're going to get on the boat, but he has a mission to go and maybe save whoever is in that picture. And that's what brings them upon land or where their next problem is. or so. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's got to be a motivation that leads them to danger, but for a reason. And so maybe that's what I'm looking at. Maybe that's why that picture was important and why we ended up at this boat and this house and those kind of things, you know. But, I mean, like the cufflings, why were they so important? I mean, what, you know... I don't know. You know, I mean, they left, they left some open questions and a lot of intrigue and curiosity about who this character is, where he's from. You know, they even they even described him as a mysterious character, or, you know. So, like I said, I think he's going to be a huge part of the second season. And, of course, Dave Erickson mentioned that in The Talking Dead, that, you know, uh, learning about Strand is a key to the next season. So, we'll see where that goes. Yeah. I mean, he has to be a big part. Ain't nobody yeah. else driving the boat. Just a few feedbacks um, about the season as a whole. Um, Matt came in and said the season started strong, kind of spiraled downward to destruction until the last two episodes. They really picked up, and he really enjoyed the season. Way to go, Fear. Um, He thought this episode was the best one, and that Daniel and Strand dominated the episode and made it that much more intriguing. Um, David Bradshaw wrote in and said that uh, I enjoyed the six episodes, but they left a lot of room for improvement. I agree with that 100%. Um, he says that the 15 episode format for the next one, uh, has a lot to flesh out, pun intended, um, and hopefully they don't skip too many important storylines or details, especially like a nine day, nine day jump. So, uh, I thought that was a good one. Um, here, this was a question. This came from, um, I think Eric said, could we call Tobias the next Morgan? We see him early in the season, don't see him again. Will we see him again? Honestly, at this point, I don't think so. I mean, if this go through with this whole boat plan, I don't see seeing any of these people anymore. I just don't. No chance of it. I, I mean, he so. does know that they were going to try to go east, but they're not gone east now, so there's yeah. no way to connect that. Yeah, he, as far as he knew, they were going to the desert, you know, and... <laughs> Even if he tried to go meet up with them, there's no luck. Right. So, I don't know. Um, Lily came in and said, um, this season and, and this show kind of disappoints me. I didn't really care about any of the characters. Uh, I only really knew one of the major characters. And I always, as predicted, one would be dead at the end of the year. And I'm sad to see that it was Liza. Unfortunately, we didn't get not in, enough information for anything from a CDC, a TV broadcast, or even a press release from a president. Um, I just feel like the show has created another isolated family that is on their own for survival, much like the original Walking Dead. Um, you know, and I read that because we talked about it a little bit earlier, but then we also had a uh, Gary wrote in and said, um, guys, I understand that there's a lot of people out there that think that, you know, the show has misfired on um, not having announcements and having people address things. And if you really think about it, uh, in a world like this, it's probably, let me read this right. If, if you saw how the public was acting when they noticed a police killing of what they considered innocent people, the president getting on and announcing a zombie apocalypse would probably make things a hundred times worse. Do, you know, and that's how that was his glaring, you know, reasoning for all that. What do you think about all that? Uh, first off, I don't think the president would get on and announce a zombie apocalypse, but he uh, might announce a state of emergency. Yeah. Or how about every time the power kicked on, 
the emergency broadcasting network would kick on. That stupid rainbow-colored bar that comes on your TV, testing, yeah. you know, that horrible noise. Your phones get amber alerts and severe weather alerts, you know, that are automatic. There's so many things that go out automatically with a you know, flip of a switch, push of a button. You know, that's why they test out these networks all the time for this type of stuff. I just would have loved when the power flickers on to see the TV just kick on and it'd be that, or the radio kick on. Because you've heard it a thousand times. This is a test of the, you know, emergency broadcast network, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then it cuts off. It's like, man, just use that. Yeah. It only takes once or twice. Give it something. Yeah. Well, bro. Overall, if you had a 10-star rating, what do you give this season as a whole? Probably like a six. A six, huh? Yeah. Wow. I mean... Let me come over and slap you around a little while and kind of well, jog right. your memory? Here's the thing. The Walking Dead, proper, I'd give a seven or an eight. You got to understand where I'm coming from. I'm more about a better written show you know, that's okay. that's right. handled well with all the details. We could do the show, I'm going to stab you, but okay. Right. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going to sling a, considering I consider the main show a, you know, an, an 8, 7, 8, 9, close to a 9, 0. There are parts about it that bother me, but I just really, really enjoy the characters, love the show, love the background, love the comic book. I'm more of a fan, you know, of that one. Versus other things. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy the same things you do. Uh, I'm just more neck deep into it. And so, but this one, I'd give it a you know a seven, seven and a half. Um, you know, not quite up there. Uh, had a lot of opportunities. Didn't learn enough about it. But overall, really enjoyed it. Really, really liked it. Better than anything I ever see on network. Um, so I'm excited about the next season. I hope you are. Uh, because I'm definitely, we're definitely going to pot on it as well. So I'm looking yeah. forward to it. And I realize I get it a six. But if I'm going on a scale to 10 and comparing it to all the other shows we watch, I mean, it just doesn't come close to a few shows. Oh, I, mean, I know. I mean, it's not Game of Thrones. It's not, it's not a, several of them that we watch, you know. Well, I mean, even shows that we not had didn't even have the chance. I mean, it's not even, not even close to the first season of Breaking Bad. No, no, or the no, first no, no, season no. of a lot of good shows oh, that we've seen: Shield, Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, so many other ones. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I hear you. I, I just don't. I don't want to start out with throwing out eights and nines and stuff how does like it, that. All right, how does it compare to the first season of The Walking Dead? See, that's tough too because The Walking Dead was something we just haven't seen. Right, and I think Frank Darabont's a genius. I think the first season of The Walking Dead is the best one of all of them, and so. It's it's my ultimate of The Walking Dead, so this doesn't come close to that. Plus, it had something to compete with that was already an existing show. Right. See, there's just not been anything on TV. When the first season of Walking Dead came out, they really pushed a lot of limits mm-hmm. of stuff that I'm not used to seeing yeah. on TV. So, I love that. I'm big on gore, big on violence, big on just horrifying stuff. Not only that realistic versions of all that is even better right so i love the first season of that of walking yeah. dead and you know well yeah 
I'm <laughs> excited. I'm excited. Uh, I enjoyed it. I think uh, I think a lot of people really enjoyed it. I'm mean, excited. There were 10 million plus viewers. Great job, AMC. Um, but as for this, I think we're just going to call it for this season and look yeah. forward to the next one. And we're going to be starting The Walking Dead next week. Um, and we're going to do a short preview cast sometime this week, uh, as well as we'll discuss the Flight 462. Um, we watched it and put a little tidbit in there. Trust me, not a whole lot to talk about there. Let's go ahead and talk about it now. Okay. Well, all right. Well, 462. Uh, you have a minute and 25 seconds to discuss what you want to talk about. Thank you. Uh, Useless. Waste. Why on earth am I even worried about a minute and 25 seconds of footage? And why are they spreading this across weeks? It's, that was, when the they pre- were talking about this, I absolutely love the webisodes of the past seasons. You know, the you know the storage locker, the other people in the house in the beginning, all that stuff. Those were phenomenal. It was awesome to see other groups of people and how they were handling and going through their own little cool stories. And then when I texted you and you was like, hey, did you catch the webisode? Because I hadn't known about it. And you are like, yeah, all minute and 25 seconds of it. And I was like, what? You got bad connection or something. I thought it was like a preview of part one. So I kept going to different websites that had it and clicking it and it says part one. But then I went to the AMC and it says every episode is going to be less than a minute. Bunk that. That's How terrible. many Sundays are they going to do this? They're supposed to show it. They're supposed to release a new one every Sunday. For how long? Well, that's going to be a long time if we're going to do uh, a minute every one of them. It's going to be a year. I just don't get that, man. Ugh. You know what that tells me? Uh, wait till the end. <laughs> no, I mean, um, unfortunately, I think this is something that's possibly a ad grab for web hits. Unfortunately, I think you know because every video. You click on it, you're going to see their ads everywhere and stuff. I think this is for clicks. It's mm. like clickbait type of stuff. Because mm. that was just pitiful. It a was. A minute. And we, we... I'm not even going to discuss what I saw in the footage. We've already exceeded our minute 25. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, my, you didn't my, see nothing. My advice is wait. Wait yeah, six I think weeks. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to wait. Yeah. I don't know. I might click the next one just out of curiosity, but if you like you say, if they're just minute, 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 no, I ain't touching it. It's not worth it. No, not at all. Guys, been a great season. Really appreciate y'all listening in. As always, you can catch us on Bleed TV Podcast at Gmail, um, at Bleed TV Podcast on Twitter, uh, and we also have our own Facebook page. Hit us up with some uh, any kind of comments, thoughts, things you want to see in the show, things you didn't care about the show, and if you have a chance to give us a positive review on iTunes, Stitcher, and like that, we really, really appreciate it. You know, uh, it really helps our show, and we're really enjoying this. And so, but uh, anything other than that, guys, we'll catch you next time. Uh, this is Blee TV, and I'm Zach, and I'm Jake. And if you could uh, on any of those social media entrances, give us your thoughts on some upcoming shows. Like Into the Badlands or, you know, anything new that's about to drop that maybe you'd want to see cast or... Yeah, if there's, a, if there's a show out there you maybe you would enjoy us kind of hitting or talking about a little bit, we'll try to give it a shot. Um, we're, we're, we're two working Joes and we, we do this on the free time, but we wouldn't mind it at all. We want to do what the cast... We, we want to do what people want, so um, let us know. But uh, other than that, I think we're going to call it, man. Yeah, later. See y'all. Yeah,
Ends. It ends fast. <laughs>